The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of this station. Content is for educational purposes only. Consult a financial advisor or conduct your own due diligence of investing. Calls are pre-screened and the show was pre-recorded earlier this week. Rick is with Edelman Financial Engines, a part of Financial Engines Advisors, LLC, and the investment advisor that furnishes this program. Barron's ranks financial advisory firms based on assets managed, team size, experience, and regulatory record. Firms self-nominate. Investment returns and experience are not considered. Advisors in the Hall of Fame have been in the top 100 for 10 plus years. Future performance is not guaranteed. This is the Rick Edelman Show. Barron's ranks Edelman Financial Engines the number one independent investment advisor in the country. And Rick is in the Barron's Financial Advisor Hall of Fame. Now, here's Rick Edelman. A very happy weekend to you. Welcome to the Rick Edelman Show. Yes, this and one more original broadcast, and that's the end of the Rick Edelman Show after 30 years on the air. As we announced last week, we're going to continue, however, with a brand new radio show beginning New Year's weekend. January 1 is the launch of The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman, followed by, in many markets, Everyday Wealth. This new program from Edelman Financial Engines featuring Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky. All of that coming on New Year's weekend. So we're really excited about it. And you can be sure we're all going to be staying here with you to give you the financial education, information, and from Edelman Financial Engines, the advice you need for all aspects of your personal finances. But you need advice right now. And I know where it is you need that advice from. Oh, no, I'm not talking about the stock market. I'm not talking about Bitcoin. I'm not talking about year-end market volatility. Oh, those are so passe. No, where you need advice is in what to buy everybody on your shopping list. Yes, it's the gift-giving season, isn't it? And you're struggling to figure out what to buy for those on your list. Well, every year I like to bring you the exclusive list of the very top gifts that are probably something you haven't given much consideration to. And yes, I'll warn you in advance, as we do every year, this list is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But nevertheless, it's important to note that these gifts are out there for those willing to buy them. Nine of them this year I have for you. Number one on the list is a golf bag for those golfers in your life. This is not an ordinary golf bag. It's from Valextra, and it is trimmed with full-grain leather. The golf bag is selling for $19,500. That's a lot of golfing you need to do to justify that, no? Okay, you're not a golfer, but maybe there's someone in your household who likes to play basketball. Well, Prada has launched its own basketball. It's a black and silver version featuring Prada's signature triangle logo, this basketball is yours for $725. Steinway, yeah, the big folks you know so well in the piano business, well, they have launched concert speakers, the Model LS concert speakers. They are, of course, glossy piano black with 24-karat gold accents, 8 feet tall, 16 inches wide, yours for a cool quarter of a million dollars. And since you're working from home, you're getting lots of noise and distraction in the household. What you need is a self-encased, self-contained studio for you to work without interruption or distraction. And Livet has just introduced this. It is, in fact, called the Studio Pod, a futuristic designed pod. It shuts out all the noise, provides a cocoon of quiet wherever you put it. You can put it in the backyard, in the basement, in the garage. $14,000. 
And how about if you've got a new baby in the family? Well, that new baby needs to use cutlery, right? You need a fork and a spoon. Well, what better than the Charlie Bear Baby Flatware Set? A fork and spoon with a cute teddy bear design in polished silver. $352. And I'm sure that that eight-month-old will really appreciate it. And if you're a camera buff, put down your iPhone and your Android. Go get a real camera from Hasselbad. The H4D-60 camera is $32,000. And going back to sports, oh, golf ain't it, basketball ain't it, and you don't even like to play baseball, but you love wearing a baseball cap. Well, Brunello Cuccinelli has now a logo-embroidered cap in suede. This baseball cap is yours for $745. And Casablanca has a doghouse, which is where you're going to be if you don't buy the right gifts for your family. This doghouse is wicker with a pillow upholstered in a peach fabric. Your dog can lie down in comfort for $795. And finally, since this whole thing is a gamble, if you buy these gifts, you're going to be gambling your life savings away. The Chagrin Poker Set, 300 pieces in a luxurious green case, includes two decks of cards, an embossed dealer button, and, of course, poker chips, $3,331. I'm Rick Edelman. This is The Truth About Money. I'm here to help you every holiday season with a gift list you're um, not going to find anywhere else, and probably for good reason. All right, let's go to another aspect of our holiday season. One thing you don't want to find in your house are snakes. Well, there's a fellow in Maryland who discovered that he had an infestation of snakes in his basement. Well, what did he do about it? Well, he'd heard, I don't know where, I don't know how, but he'd heard that snakes have a great sense of smell. That apparently is true. I did Google that part of it, and yes, apparently snakes can smell stuff really well. I don't know why we don't use them to hunt people. Why are we using dogs instead of snakes? Anyway, snakes have a great sense of smell. And supposedly, this guy heard, the odor of smoke will bother them and they'll slither off. And maybe it's a defense mechanism. They know where there's smoke, there's fire. So they run away with the odor of smoke. Well, that was his theory anyway. So he went down into his basement and he started a series of small contained fires to create smoke in the basement to allow the snakes to smell the smoke so that they would leave his house. That was his theory. So what do you think? How do you suppose this story turned out? Well, the guy left his house and he came back to discover, you guessed it, 75 firefighters there to extinguish the flames. Yep. Those little fires in the basement got bigger. They caught the house on fire, and his $1 million home burned to the ground. This was all in the news last week, so I'm not making this up. you got to wonder how dumb can some people be. Several messages here and several questions we're asking. Number one, what made him think that discovering snakes in the basement should lead him to starting fires to create smoke to get the snakes to leave. This is what happens when you attempt to be a do-it-yourselfer. Can you imagine if this guy's managing his own investment portfolio? Oh my goodness gracious. Second, is he going to file a claim with his homeowner's insurance? And if he does, 
Might he be arrested for arson? And if he isn't, will the homeowner's policy pay the claim? You see, here's the thing. You're allowed to burn your house to the ground. It's your house. You can do whatever you want. It's not arson. Not if you're not trying to make any profit from it. Nobody was hurt in the fire. Thank goodness. That's what makes this story kind of funny rather than tragic. But as long as you're not trying to make a profit, then it's not criminally arson, according to the attorneys I've talked to. The question, though, is whether the insurance company will pay the claim. This was an accidental fire. He certainly didn't intend to burn his house down. It's just the unintended side effect of what occurred from his anti-snake activity. Well, come on, accidental fires happen all the time. Stoves, you know, set kitchens on fire, people smoking in bed, Christmas tree lights, this time of year, every year. Catch those trees on fire, houses burn to the ground. So clearly insurance pays for accidental fires, The question is, will the policy pay for outright negligence? Will it pay in this particular case? We're going to have to wait and see. But hey, folks, do not test this theory with your insurance company. (laughs) It is truly not worth it. The moral of the story, the lesson we all need to learn, of course, is do in the beginning what this guy did. Number one, be aware of your situation. That's step number one, right? You can't fix a problem you don't know about. So good for you. Be aware of your circumstances. Understand your challenges and dilemmas. Number two, though, don't do what he did and do it yourself. Instead, call a professional. In his case, all he had to do was call an exterminator. The exterminator would have been able to eradicate the snakes because that's what exterminators do. And I think it would have cost a whole lot less than the million dollars it's going to cost him to rebuild his house. So... Become an expert on you. That's all you got to do. You don't have to become an expert in personal finance. You don't need to become an expert in portfolio management or insurance or retirement planning or estate planning or college planning. You don't have to become an expert on any of that. You just have to be an expert on you. It's kind of like when you go to the doctor. Hey, doc, it hurts when I go like this. You don't have to know the medical terminology. You don't have to understand the physics behind all of this and the medical elements of it all. That's the doctor's job. You just tell the doctor where it hurts, let the doctor figure out what the diagnostic ought to be and the treatment plan. Same thing in personal finance. You know what your goals are. You know what your challenges are. Present them to a financial professional and let the financial professional prescribe for you a treatment plan. And who knows? Maybe it'll even help you avoid burning your house to the ground. I'm Rick Edelman. You're listening to one of our final broadcasts this week and next, our last original broadcast coming up on Christmas Day. And Christmas weekend is a special retrospective of the past 30 years of this radio show. And then following that, the brand new broadcast from me, The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman and Everyday Wealth from Edelman Financial Engines, featuring Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky. In the meantime, Everybody here at the firm remains available to help you with your personal finance questions. Call us, 888-PLAN-RICK, or visit online at ricedelman.com. More with the author of the New York Times bestseller, The Truth About Your Future, coming up on The Rick Edelman Show.
Let's take a phone call here on the Rick Edelman Show off to Covina, California. Shelton's with us. How you doing, Shelton? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? And thanks a lot for taking the time off to take my call. It's my pleasure. How can I help you, sir? Thanks a lot for all the educational stuff you and Gene have provided us over the years and wish you the best of luck with your new endeavors. Well, thank you, sir. Okay. I have been grappling with the question with respect to the refinancing offers that are made by commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of uh, torn between two questions. One is they always advertise a rate and an APR. Sometimes they are the same. Sometimes they are different. The APR sometimes is higher. Mm-hmm. And the second issue is that they always doubt to say that there won't be any closing costs associated with the refinancing, mm-hmm. uh, which cannot be true <laughs> in a sense because, you know, uh, it's really hard to do some business without charging, the, charging any kind of fee. Mm-hmm. So those are the two issues that I would like a little clarification from you. Well, I'm I'm really glad you're asking because this vexes everybody who tries to borrow money. And so I'm really glad that you called Shelton to ask this. Let me start from the original point that you have made. There is no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> Every business is in business to make money. So anytime anybody says it's free, you know that it isn't. There has to be a way they are making money or they wouldn't stay in business. If it isn't obvious how they're making money, then you should have your radar up because it means that they're making money in an undisclosed way that may actually be more expensive than the next fella who is telling you what they're going to charge you. So how does it work in the world of loans? Well, there are several numbers that matter. You mentioned a couple of them, the APR, the interest rate, the closing costs. So let's talk about the interest rate and the APR because they go together. The APR means annual percentage rate. You can ignore interest rate. Pay no attention to that. The number that really matters is the APR, the annual percentage rate. What's the difference between the two? It's simply this. When they tell you that you're going to pay interest, the question is, how are they compounding that interest? Are they compounding it annually? Quarterly, monthly, daily, also called continuously, the more often they compound the interest rate, the higher the interest actually is. So the different companies do it different ways. And the government requires them to publish the APR, the annual percentage rate, to create an apples-to-apples comparison. So that if I charge you one rate annually and somebody else charges you a rate monthly, Because we both convert to the APR, you can now fairly evaluate how much is it really going to cost. So just look at the APR, because that's the number that really matters. Okay. And you want the lowest APR that you can find. Right. Is is something akin to compounding interest on your investments? Is that something like that? Yes, that's exactly the same thing. You're exactly right. Uh, The second issue is the closing costs. And you're right. There are lots of fees associated with obtaining a mortgage. There are lots of fees involved when you buy a car. Uh, There are lots of fees involved when you make many purchases. So you always want to evaluate what are the total costs all in. Now, when you're buying most products, like you go to a restaurant and you buy dinner, 
you see clearly how much it's going to cost you. They publish the prices right on the menu. They invite you to add another amount for the tip. They show you how much the taxes are going to be. The receipt is very clear. It tells you everything. That's not such the same when you're dealing with a mortgage, because what can happen is that the mortgage lender may say, we're not going to charge you for closing costs. Uh And you might say, gee, what a great deal. But what they aren't telling you is that they're charging you more for the loan itself. The interest rate might be higher than it otherwise would have been. And I'll take it a step further. A mortgage lender is a retailer, just like the restaurant is. You know that when you go into a restaurant and order a spaghetti dinner, that the price they charge you for the spaghetti is more than what they paid to buy the pasta from the wholesaler. Mm-hmm. We know that businesses increase the price. It's called a markup. And that's how they cover their costs and produce a profit. Mortgage lenders are the same thing. They are retailers. Huh. They're selling you money and they're charging you an interest rate as their compensation. But the interesting thing is this. When they sell you money by virtue of telling you the interest rate, they're buying the money from a source. It might be Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. It might be another financial institution. But when they buy the money, they're paying an interest rate and they're increasing the interest rate that they pass on to you. The difference between the rate they pay and the rate they set to you is called the spread. You want to deal with a lender where the spread is as small as possible. In other words, you want to pay for the interest as close as possible as what they pay for it. It's just like when buying a car. The car dealer pays for the car from Ford, and then they mark it up to you. They pay wholesale. They sell it to you at retail. You want to pay wholesale for the car, if at all possible, which is why you want to know if you can find out how much did the dealer pay to buy the car, because you don't want to pay them a lot more than they had to pay. Same thing with the mortgage. How much did the lender pay for the money that they're getting? What's the interest rate they're paying? You want to pay an interest rate not much more than that. So if they're giving you free closing costs, it's because they're increasing the spread between the interest rate they got and the interest rate they're making you pay. Right. Are they obligated to disclose that upfront? No, they're not. Okay, so that's the problem. (laughs) That's the question. That's exactly the problem. And so the only way you can really figure this out is by shopping around, by getting quotes from different lenders and looking into consideration, am I paying closing costs? And if you compare the fees, such as closing costs and title fees and other expenses, look at the APR, you can begin to evaluate what's the best deal overall. And because it can be so complicated, you might find it of value to work with a mortgage broker instead of a mortgage lender. You see, a lender is somebody who offers you loans from their company exclusively. This is very common with banks. Banks use their own money that they obtain from depositors. A mortgage broker is like a real estate broker. A real estate broker doesn't own the house that they're selling to you. They represent a variety of sellers, and they simply shop it around to find the house that you want. A mortgage broker does the same thing. They have relationships with maybe a dozen different lenders, and they'll shop around the loan to try to find you the best deal. So you can either shop with a bunch of different lenders, or you can hire a broker to do the shopping for you.
Yes. Thank you so much for your, you know, the information that you have parted with today, and it will help not only me but for a lot of other listeners too. I appreciate that very much, Selden. I'm glad you found it a value, and I wish you and your wife the very best. We wish you the best for you too in your new endeavors again. Have a good day. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That was Sheldon in Covina, California, here on The Rick Edelman Show. Do what he did. Call 888-PLAN-RICK or visit online at ricedelman.com. You're listening to The Rick Edelman Show. Every week, I like to bring you the latest and greatest in the field of exponential technologies. What are the innovations that are changing our lives that are going to make them better for all of us? Well, we're all familiar with the notion of self-driving cars. What's next? Self-driving boats. Scientists from MIT and the Amsterdam Institute for Advanced Metropolitan Solutions have created a full-scale, fully autonomous robotic boat. It's ready for deployment in the canals of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. These boats can carry five people, collect waste, deliver goods. They're fully electric. They can operate for 10 hours at a time. They can even recharge wirelessly. The boats use GPS to choose a safe route, scan the waterways to avoid collisions with bridges and other boats. We're not only going to see them in the canals of Amsterdam, we'll very well likely see them on rivers and in the oceans worldwide. I'm Rick Edelman. You're listening to The Truth About Money. 888-PLAN-RICK, online at ricestellman.com. more information on what you need to do now, go to rickedelman.com. That's rickedelman.com. Let's take a phone call here on the Rick Edelman Show off to Covina, California. Shelton's with us. How you doing, Shelton? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? And thanks a lot for taking the time off to take my call. It's my pleasure. How can I help you, sir? Thanks a lot for all the educational stuff you and Gene have provided us over the years and wish you the best of luck with your new endeavors. Well, thank you, sir. Okay. I have been grappling with the question with respect to the refinancing offers that are made by commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of... Uh, gone between two questions. One is they always advertise a rate and an APR. Sometimes they are the same. Sometimes they are different. The APR sometimes is higher. Mm-hmm. And the second issue is that they always doubt to say that there won't be any closing costs associated with the refinancing, mm-hmm. uh, which cannot be true <laughs> in a sense because, you know, uh, it's really hard to do some business without charging the charging any kind of fee. Mm-hmm. So those are the two issues that I would like a little clarification from you. Well, I'm I'm really glad you're asking because this vexes everybody who tries to borrow money, and so I'm really glad that you called Shelton to ask this. Let me start from the original point that you have made. There is no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> Every business is in business to make money. So anytime anybody says it's free, you know that it isn't. There has to be a way they are making money or they wouldn't stay in business. If it isn't obvious how they're making money, 
then you should have your radar up because it means that they're making money in an undisclosed way that may actually be more expensive than the next fella who is telling you what they're going to charge you. So how does it work in the world of loans? Well, there are several numbers that matter. You mentioned a couple of them, the APR, the interest rate, the closing costs. So let's talk about the interest rate and the APR because they go together. The APR means annual percentage rate. You can ignore interest rate. Pay no attention to that. The number that really matters is the APR, the annual percentage rate. What's the difference between the two? It's simply this. When they tell you that you're going to pay interest, the question is, how are they compounding that interest? Are they compounding it annually, quarterly, monthly, daily, also called continuously? The more often they compound the interest rate, the higher the interest actually is. So the different companies do it different ways. And the government requires them to publish the APR, the annual percentage rate, to create an apples-to-apples -apples comparison. So that if I charge you one rate annually and somebody else charges you a rate monthly, because we both convert to the APR, you can now fairly evaluate how much is it really going to cost. So just look at the APR because that's the number that really matters. Okay. And you want the lowest APR that you can find. Right. Is, is something akin to compounding interest on your investments? Is that something like that? Yes, that's exactly the same thing. You're exactly right. All right. Uh, the second issue is the closing costs. And you're right. There are lots of fees associated with obtaining a mortgage. There are lots of fees involved when you buy a car. Uh, there are lots of fees involved when you make many purchases. So you always want to evaluate what are the total costs all in. Now, when you're buying most products, like you go to a restaurant and you buy dinner, you see clearly how much it's going to cost you. They publish the prices right on the menu. They invite you to add another amount for the tip. They show you how much the taxes are going to be. The receipt is very clear. It tells you everything. That's not such the same when you're dealing with a mortgage, because what can happen is that the mortgage lender may say, we're not going to charge you for closing costs. Uh-huh. And you might say, gee, what a great deal. But what they aren't telling you is that they're charging you more for the loan itself. The interest rate might be higher than it otherwise would have been. And I'll take it a step further. A mortgage lender is a retailer, just like the restaurant is. You know that when you go into a restaurant and order a spaghetti dinner, that the price they charge you for the spaghetti is more than what they paid to buy the pasta from the wholesaler. Mm -hmm. We know that businesses increase the price. It's called a markup. And that's how they cover their costs and produce a profit. Mortgage lenders are the same thing. They are retailers. Huh. They're selling you money and they're charging you an interest rate as their compensation. But the interesting thing is this. When they sell you money by virtue of telling you the interest rate, they're buying the money from a source. It might be Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. It might be another financial institution. But when they buy the money, they're paying an interest rate and they're increasing the interest rate that they pass on to you. The difference between the rate they pay and the rate they set to you is called the spread. Huh. You want to deal with a lender where the spread 
is as small as possible. In other words, you want to pay for the interest as close as possible as what they pay for it. It's just like when buying a car. The car dealer pays for the car from Ford, and then they mark it up to you. They pay wholesale, they sell it to you at retail. You want to pay wholesale for the car, if at all possible, which is why you want to know if you can find out how much did the dealer pay to buy the car, because you don't want to pay them a lot more than they had to pay. Same thing with the mortgage. How much did the lender pay for the money that they're getting? What's the interest rate they're paying? You want to pay an interest rate not much more than that. So if they're giving you free closing costs, it's because they're increasing the spread between the interest rate they got and the interest rate they're making you pay. Right. Are they obligated to disclose that upfront? No, they're not. Okay, so that's the problem. <laughs> that's the question. That's exactly the problem. And so the only way you can really figure this out is by shopping around, by getting quotes from different lenders and looking into consideration, am I paying closing costs? And if you compare the fees, such as closing costs and title fees and other expenses, look at the APR, you can begin to evaluate what's the best deal overall. And because it can be so complicated, you might find it of value to work with a mortgage broker instead of a mortgage lender. You see, a lender is somebody who offers you loans from their company exclusively. This is very common with banks. Banks use their own money that they obtain from depositors. A mortgage broker is like a real estate broker. A real estate broker doesn't own the house that they're selling to you. They represent a variety of sellers, and they simply shop it around to find the house that you want. A mortgage broker does the same thing. They have relationships with maybe a dozen different lenders, and they'll shop around the loan to try to find you the best deal. So you can either shop with a bunch of different lenders, or you can hire a broker to do the shopping for you. Yes. Thank you so much for your, you know, the information that you have parted with today. And it will help not only me, but for a lot of other listeners, too. I appreciate that very much, Selden. I'm glad you found it of value. And I wish you and your wife the very best. We wish you the best for you, too, in your new endeavors again. Have a good day. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That was Sheldon in Covina, California, here on The Rick Edelman Show. Do what he did. Call 888-PLAN-RICK or visit online at ricedelman.com. You're listening to The Rick Edelman Show. Every week, I like to bring you the latest and greatest in the field of exponential technologies. What are the innovations that are changing our lives that are going to make them better for all of us? Well, we're all familiar with the notion of self-driving cars. What's next? Self-driving boats. Scientists from MIT and the Amsterdam Institute for Advanced Metropolitan Solutions have created a full-scale, fully autonomous robotic boat. It's ready for deployment in the canals of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. These boats can carry five people, collect waste, deliver goods. They're fully electric. They can operate for 10 hours at a time. They can even recharge wirelessly. The boats use GPS to choose a safe route, scan the waterways to avoid collisions with bridges and other boats. We're not only going to see them in the canals of Amsterdam, we'll very well likely see them on rivers and in the oceans worldwide. I'm Rick Edelman. You're listening to The Truth About Money. 888-PLAN-RICK, online at ricestelman.com.
more information on what you need to do now, go to rickedelman.com. That's rickedelman.com. to the Rick Edelman Show. Here's a fascinating factoid that I just find astonishing. We know how well the stock market has done this year. The S&P 500 is up over 20% for the year. There have been dozens of companies that have gone into the public markets for the first time ever, an IPO, an initial public offering. Here's the crazy statistic. Half of the companies that did an IPO this year that raised more than a billion dollars when they went public Half of them are now trading for a price less than their initial public price when they went public earlier this year. Would you have guessed that with all the hype of these big, huge, successful companies going public for the very first time, raising a billion dollars or more from investors, that several months later, up to a year later, their stock prices are down in an environment where the S&P 500 itself is up? Well, this is really the point, isn't it? We have warned you for decades here on this program to be careful about IPOs, initial public offerings. Remember that when a company does an IPO, they're selling their stock. If the company was really worth that much, why wouldn't they be buyers of the stock? You've got to wonder about motivation sometimes, and you've got to watch out for those get-rich-quick kind of opportunities that seem to be cooled, surefire deals that end up burning you instead. Before you invest in anything, IPO or otherwise, talk with a financial advisor. Here at Edelman Financial Engines, 888-PLAN-RICK, online at ricestellman.com. That's rickedelman.com. Time now for everybody's favorite segment, a visit by my wife, Jean Edelman. So hello, everyone. Good to be here this week. This week, I wanted to talk about stillness the absence of movement or sound. When we were young, we're always being told to be still, stop moving, be quiet. But that's very hard as a young person because we want to explore this amazing world around us. But only in stillness can we truly see the world around us. I know we're going into what is the busiest time of year, and we don't know how to be still to stay still. We are in constant motion doing because there's so much to do for the holidays. We are so busy preparing that when we finally get to that day or that hour or that moment, it's over in a flash because we're exhausted. We're overwhelmed. We don't even remember what it is that we were looking for in that moment. The family, the perfect meal, it's all a blur. And then it's over, and we begin looking and craving for it for next year. But this is where stillness comes in. This is where we learn to savor the moments, and we savor and save ourselves. There's still time to practice the stillness so that we can savor and embrace and infuse these special moments that we are so craving and looking for in our gatherings at the end of the year. So what I'm going to say is just stop. Just stop. Just grab a cup of tea and look out the window. 
just turn off the phone, close the door and sit comfortably, put your hands over your heart and breathe and just sit for five minutes. Just stopping for a few moments in our day will help us be more present in our day. The other piece to this is that we need to connect the dots between our immune system and our nervous system. When we are in this crazy part of the year when we are constantly moving, doing, preparing, wrapping, whatever it is that we're doing, our immune system, it's always there to support us. But when our nervous system is constantly revved up, when our nervous system is constantly stressed, when our nervous system is not getting the rest that it needs, well, you know what? Our immune system is going to say, hey, buddy, you got to listen. And it will make us stop. It will give us a cold or the flu because we need to be in bed and rest for a couple of days. So it's preventative. If we can find this stillness, if we can get our nervous system and our immune system, give it a break together, then we won't bring on imbalance and illness when we need our health the most. It is in this stillness that we can help replenish and restore ourselves, and especially this crazy time of year. Because we get so busy, and then it's over in a flash, and then in January, February, we're like, what happened? So my word for the week is still. The S is for success, because we are in control of us. And we can have great health success by making the small changes, by taking a few moments in our day. The T is for tranquil. When we give ourselves this time, that stillness will ripple to those around us. And then we can help them be calmer and help them slow down a little bit. The I is for our immune system. Treat it with love and kindness. Don't overstress it. It will take care of us. It will keep us healthy. But we need to be in tune with it. We need to plan our day. What is our self-care for the day? Can we take these moments? Are we going to make ourselves some nice soup? Are we going to take care of ourselves and not overindulge? And are we going to eat good food and have a nice bowl of soup each day? Our immune system. L is to listen. If we can stop long enough and listen to our bodies, it will send us messages. And you know what symptoms are? You know, the aches, the pains, or the sniffles. These are symptoms, but this is our body sending us messages. And we need to listen because just the small changes can bring our health back into balance. So maybe we wake up one day and we've got the sniffles. Well, you know what? That day we need to look at our calendar and we need to cut back and we need to take care of ourselves because if we push through, our immune system is going to say, hey, I sent you those symptoms and you didn't pay attention. Now I'm going to make you sick. The L is for love, self-love, not self-sacrifice. When we love ourselves enough to be stewards of our self-care and our stillness, then that is really where we want to be, self-love. 
I really want you to find some stillness. I don't want you to get overstressed this season. So you may remember when I was talking about wabi-sabi earlier in the year, wabi-sabi is a Japanese philosophy. It basically means nothing's perfect, nothing's complete, and nothing is permanent. That gives us so much flexibility and an opportunity to just be and have ease when we move into these holidays. So remember wabi-sabi. What if we just sat and we were just with our family over a cup of tea and a piece of pie? We didn't have to do all the things. And I bet they would just have as much fun as if we went to great lengths to do whatever it is that we do each season. What if we just had a game night, pizza night, popcorn, sit around and watch a movie? Just be together. And don't get crazy with the holidays. I just wish you so much joy and happiness. We're coming to an end, but we're still going to be here. So I hope you'll continue to listen, and, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday. That was Gene Edelman here on The Rick Edelman Show. You know, we're very much looking forward to our new show debuting January 1st, New Year's Day. It's the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. We're really looking forward to continuing our conversations with you like we've been doing for the past 30 years on this radio show, and we're really glad that you'll be with us. And Edelman Financial Engines will be debuting Everyday Wealth, featuring Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky to continue to give you the education, information, and advice you need to help you and your family achieve financial security and success. Both of these shows debuting New Year's Day. Thanks for being with us. When you need help, you know where to call 888-PLAN-RICK or visit online at rickedelman.com. See you next week. Get the truth about money every weekend on The Rick Edelman Show.